0: You know, lads, when I watch the footy, I always feel quite peckish and need something to eat. Do I go savoury or something a little sweeter? Fudge Life has all your sweet needs covered. With a variety of fudge flavours including chocolate mint swirl, caramel and birthday cake, Fudge Life brings the sweetness of fudge and the richness of chocolate straight to your mouth. And now, if you use the code RUCK10, you'll get 10% off your purchase. Find Fudge Life on Facebook or Instagram or go to fudgelife.com.au. Fudge Life. Bringing sweetness to your next meal.
1: This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin.
0: Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey. This week, a different ensemble from our usual ones. We do have a few boys away. Craig on the Gold Coast at the moment. Luke is away on Kentucky with his girlfriend. Nine weeks, we will be without the Satsmen. But joining me, of course, is Double Reese. Boxy, how you going?
2: I'm very good, Joey. How you doing, brother?
0: I'm good, mate. It's good to have you back. And of course, our other reese Reese, how are you? I'm very well, my man. How are you? I'm good. He's rocking a VB scarf. Obviously, you can't see it because we are podcasting. And making his long-awaited return from reserve grade, Dave Kowalski. (laughs) Dave-O, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me, mate. It's good to be back.
0: Uh, It's good to see you guys as well. Looking forward to it. Yes, we are too, mate. All right, let's get straight into it, boys. Bit of a merch update. You can jump on rugbyleagemerch.com, type in the Rock Infringement Podcast where you can find hoodies like I'm rocking here. I'll put up a video later. Shirts, mugs, stubby holders, beanies, and hats now as well. Don't forget that 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. That's rugbyleagemerch.com. All right, let's get into a bit of a cricket update. I'm going to throw it over to my boy Reese. He's fired up. He's ready to go. Reecey, give us the cricket, mate.
3: Well, where do I start? So we're looking at the second test of the Ashes. And put all the, put all the chatter aside, it was a cracking test match. So we're going to look at uh, the proceedings. England won the toss, elected to bowl on what looks like a green top. On a cloudy day, So Anderson was rightfully creaming himself. Just quietly, <laughs> <clears throat> however, Australia dug in, posted a nice 416 in their first innings. We have Steve Smith, boys' class act, smudge. He just he just proves time yeah. and time again how well he can perform in that position. 110 off and 184 well timed innings, and Travis Head as well, 77 off 73 over a run a ball. Man, this guy's a machine. Cameo. Uh, he is a run scoring machine. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know how else to put it. And uh, we look at the English bowling innings. Josh Tung with a well, yeah, three for ninety eight. I mean, conceding ninety eight runs, but he he took it up against Ireland. It took five against Ireland, to the one off test before this series, and looked the good against the Aussies. There's plenty of times where he looked to trouble the Aussies. And then they got settled. They got into their innings. They played the way that they did. Good there for Josh Tung there. And Ollie Robinson, boys, I want to just hands up. Congratulations, Ollie Robinson, for getting his ton. 100 conceded. Beautiful. Good stuff, Ollie. What (laughs) a wanker. What a wanker. (laughs) Ollie Robinson there, 3 for 100 off a 24.4 ultimately getting it done in that innings. And then we look at the second innings, Ben Duckett. Playing a fantastic role at the top of the order for England, a nice respectable ninety-eight off one hundred and thirty-four. Honestly, deserved a hundred. Played all his shots, played very well, well timed. Um, and then we look at Harry Brook, fifty off sixty-eight, doing a good job there in the middle order. We look at the Australian bowling innings with Mitchell Stark, three for eighty-eight off seventeen. Travis Head playing the role in the absence of Nathan Lyon, who went down with a calf injury, two for 17 off seven. I, I, I don't know. Like, I've, I have included – I said to you, Joey, I was going to go two with the best batsmen, two of the best bowlers. Yeah. Like, I have to – I don't
0: know what it is. Like, Travis Head just did a good job. He's not bad, man. Like, he's – I think he's more – more – more of a part timer than part timer, yeah. if that makes he's sense. Not, he's not a
3: big spinner of the ball. Yeah, but when Australia needed a spinner to step up, he did a good job. Yeah, So he I'll did. put him in there with Josh Hazlewood, who recorded two for seventy one off thirteen. And in the third innings, Australia come back, coming back in Usman Khwaja, seventy seven off one hundred and eighty seven. Steve Smith, thirty four off sixty two, to take back the lead. Stuart Broad four to 65 off 24.5. Josh Tongue, I put him in there as well, 253 off 20. And then we go to the fourth innings where all the magic, the controversy, the yes, excitement, yes. the depression, well, ha- however you want to put it. It doesn't matter. If Wasn't depression for us. <laughs> well, I'm fine. Look, I just, you can't, you can't fault the effort of Ben Stokes, 155 yeah. off 214. He's been the player, especially in this test, the player that can actually back up all the talk, trying to win a game for his country, and, um yeah, I just... <laughs> I have no, have
0: nothing else to say.
2: Do I mean, he's think, still talking.
0: He still hasn't that, won. Yeah, that's it. Do you think that Aussies <laughs> had flashbacks of when him and Leach uh, got that winning uh, to salvage... Uh, was it... They salvaged the draw in um 20... Was that 2020, 2021? I was, 2019, that was the win. 2019, yeah, to win. And that was he the just, win. Heading,
3: heading Lee, the third test. The way he was um, going
0: in this fourth innings, uh, the Aussies were having flashbacks, I so guarantee it. Looked like it,
3: was, it looked like it was going to go down the same path, but um, ultimately, yeah, we came in on top. Ben Duckett in there as well, again, 83-100. England have found themselves a good opener in Duckett. Yeah. So and they they have not been able to find a decent opener to anchor the top of the order since Alistair Cook
0: retired. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, he's he's pretty good under the bouncer because he can just duck it.
3: <laughs> Josh Hazelwood in there as well, uh, with three for eighty off eighteen and Pat Cummins three for sixty nine off twenty five. That's just the recap, but we'll get into it later because there's there's plenty to talk about.
0: All right. Thank you, Reese. Let's jump into our round eighteen review for NRL. Now, good round of footy. Well, for some, not for others. Uh, <laughs> I was I was seven from seven in this game heading into the last game of the round. I'll touch on that game very soon. But let's start back with Thursday night footy. Just getting the draw back up, boys. It was the Sharks against the Dragons. Sharks in that done fifty two to sixteen, massive win here for the Sharkies and the poor Dragons boys. They just can't catch a break at the moment. Uh, Foxy, I'll throw to you first, mate. Sharkies, they're they're looking good. They've had a few performances this year where they look like absolute geniuses and then other performances where you wonder if they're a top-four team. But this was one of the better ones.
2: Yeah, and I think you kind of expect it from a a game like this. You know, as we say, the Dragons are just dragging along. They've got no bark and no fire. They're bloody useless. Um, But with the Sharks... (laughs) I think the Sharks at the moment, they're sort of flying under the radar a bit like, you know, you've got the top four. and You know, like Brisbane are pretty well-known, Storm, Panthers, all that. Sharks are just floating. And they're like, it seems like they're playing good against the teams they should be, but the teams they should challenge, they struggle. So um, for the Sharkies, you know, I thought Mulatalo and Nakora were, were really good. But, um, yeah, like Sharks, they're coming, but they're not there yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Recently, the dragons sit in the same place as you are in our tipping top second last. Um, they're just, they're just, they're just not there at the moment, mate. Are they? Well, neither am I. <laughs> well, yeah,
3: we've, we've it. said, we've You're said it. We've
0: Podcast.
3: <laughs> we've said it all. Um, we 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 we've said it all. Like pod, like for the whole year. The dragons just don't know what's going on with them, and, yeah. and you know. I think I think they're written off for the foreseeable future until they can get their shit together. Yeah. Just exactly. there's no there's no there's no connection, there's no team sort of spirit. You know, we, we've seen flashes, but flashes don't, you know, buy you top eight berths for a final series. I've always maintained, you know, you get to the finals every year, you're doing good enough. You know, you win the grand final, it's a bonus. But <laughs> come on.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's not a great show for the dragons. And Dave. 40 points in any code. I mean, it's a good win. Absolutely.
1: Um, and the Sharkies are definitely having a good round this time. Um, yeah. You know, it's been a long time since they've they've played this well, by the looks of yep. things. And I don't know what's going on with the Dragons. I mean, normally they're a pretty well-informed team, but it mm. looks like they've uh, dropped the ball, no pun intended, <laughs> this time round.
0: Yeah, no, they're... I'm good at the moment. Let's jump into our first run in game, boys. It was the Warriors against the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs getting it done in New Zealand, 28-6. to 6. Now, yours truly. I jumped on the bunnies for the bounce back here. What a tip it was. A lot of people had the Warriors. I think at home, Warriors are very hard to beat, but it was that wet-weather footy. They just can't seem to play too well in the wet, too slippery for them. But the Rabbitohs got it done in a big way. Rhys, start off with you, mate. You you don't call yourself a Rabbitohs fan, even though you've got a Rabbitohs jersey as your logo in our tipping top. But it was good to see the Rabbits get back into winning ways.
3: Well, for sure. I mean, I, like we we discussed before the match, you know, you were jumping on them and like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. We've we sort of bought the hype of Warriors at home, just somehow just get it done. You know, a couple of years out for COVID, but I don't know what is it with football teams and rain? <laughs> like, some of them just can't deal with it. Yeah. And it was it was a deluge. Yeah. I, watched, I watched flashes of the game, but, yeah, no, good, good to see the Rabbits get it done. Yeah, just I didn't know Rabbits did that well in the in the, the rain.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually they'd run and hide, but, no, they yeah. certainly came out in this one. Uh, Boxy, Warriors, what went on, mate? We've been on them all year, but this game was far from the wires we know.
2: Playing in Super Mate, they choked. They yeah. um, they've been well, probably one of the most informed teams all year. Really, they've been cool. pretty lucky with everything. But at the same time, they it's just it's disappointing because everyone wants to see the Warriors do well, especially yeah. after the last couple of years. But um, you know, credit to the Rabbits, they were they were great, and they actually played smart football. So you can't fault them for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Dave, the Warriors, this year, they've been vastly improved from the New Zealand team that a lot of people have known over the past few seasons. It's great to see. Obviously not in this game. But something I wanted to draw your attention to, I don't know if you've seen the, the stats there, but the Rabbitoh kicker, Blake Taff, three from five, he's uh, having not a great season with the boot. Um, just want to tell you, mate, don't watch any of his games because you won't be impressed. He's uh, not <laughs> kicking too well. He's not kicking too well at all.
1: No, but it doesn't seem to be a feature of uh, rugby league games. Although, yeah. um, as long as you got one good good boot on the field, I mean, it just seems to me that try as they might, yeah. you know, it's more about moving the ball, physically running with it, passing it as opposed to kicking it. So, yeah, um, sure. I've 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 given up whinging about about kicking in in rugby league games because you know. What's you they need to to improve on it? There's no doubt about that. Are they ever going to really? I don't
0: know. Look, I don't want to speak ill of any player, but Blake Taff has been one he's been shopping for it this season. A couple of those Ravidose games they've lost by close margins because his kicks haven't gone over, but won't go into that. They got the win in this one. Let's jump into our second. Friday night game. It was the Melbourne Storm against the Penny Panthers. They're in Melbourne. The Panthers getting it done 34-16. to Now, to be honest with you boys, to start with, I had Melbourne. And then probably halfway through the week, I went, you know what? I'll jump on Penrith. And I jumped on Penrith. I thought, I reckon they can get it done. It it was going to be a hard ask in Melbourne. And even last week on the talk, we said, in Melbourne, it's going to be real difficult to beat Melbourne in Melbourne. Melbourne were up fourteen mil in this game at one stage. And then the second half was just all the Panthers. Melbourne just absolutely shut off. Reese, Panthers are just showing that they're still the team to beat.
3: 100 percent Yeah. They showing their class, showing the, the potential to go again for another season. Yeah, we've we've seen low points, we've seen high points. And you're right, big ask in Melbourne, but uh, I'm just looking at the past past few rounds and you just it, it's easy to assume but uh yeah i think i think a lot of the a lot of the supporters be looking at that match be thinking well okay wow
0: <laughs> yeah for sure boxy the game was at marvel stadium it wasn't marvelous for melbourne uh where did they go wrong mate
2: oh uh, they just again they just choked like you said they're up 14 nil and They had a good role going on, but the New South Wales Panthers decided to start playing footy. So it's just it's credit to Panthers and their system, really. And um, you know, for for Melbourne, everyone knows that they've lost so many people and they lost all the forwards and all that. They're still a bloody good team. It's just you know, don't play Marvel Stadium. It's an AFL ground. That's all I gotta say. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) simple. Get out. AFL or big bash. That's it. Let's jump into our next game. It was the Raiders against the Titans. Raiders get the win twenty-six to twenty two. Now, good game, this one. Four points in this one. It was real tight. Raiders, boys. Canberra, they've got a really good record, but they're they're scraping together some really scrappy wins at the moment. But they're doing enough to get it done. Reese, the Titans uh obviously sacked their coach two weeks ago. They got an interim coach at the moment. Do you think that they're any chance of making the top eight? based on these past few performances. I'm not too sure. I'm not, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm not convinced either, mate. It's a it hasn't been a great showing from the title. saying well,
3: that they, I was gonna say they've been close. Yeah. They've been close wins, they've been close losses, you know. You wanna you wanna see some convincing wins or convincing losses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To prove one, one side or the other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dave, there's always fortresses in every code. There's grounds you go to where you know that the team's just going to stand up, and that's the Raiders in Canberra. It's somewhat of a fortress. They're very hard to beat.
1: Yeah, there's always a home ground advantage for certain grounds. Um, Not that it's worked with the Knights that much in in recent seasons, but generally where you can gather your hometown fans and get the support Mm. behind you, but generally elevate the team to something bigger and better, And, and definitely in Canberra they've got a very, very strong following, in that area, a lot of dedicated, hardcore fans really get behind the Raiders. So, you know, more than likely, they'll do well playing in that ground.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, one of our uh, podcast members, Craig, uh, lives in Canberra. He was at this game, up the milk, up Craig. Uh, he said, very happy, of course. Boxy, question I have for you, mate. The Titans, a lot of talk at the moment about Fafida and uh, Tino fasu Malawi. Coming off contract now, because Holbrook's left and that was part of their deal, do you think that they'll stay at the Titans or will we see them moving to other clubs?
2: I personally think Tino will stay. I think him and his brother will stay and play with each other because I just think yeah. they've got a good brotherly bond. I think is going to Canberra. He is. I think, yeah. I, I, If your missus is playing NRLW and you've got more that's time right. Denver, like that's it's a huge draw card. I mean, I want to know because I'm single as a man. Single. But
1: um,
2: <laughs> it's I can not I i can't, I, I've really loved a resurgence of David Fafita at the Titans. Sure. Like you've seen him back to his best footy, but I don't see him sticking past this year personally.
0: Can I just say that uh, if you listen to, I forget what episode it is. I can't name the episode off by heart, but Luke and I sat on this very couch talking about where we think players might end up. And I said, I think the Raiders are going to sign David Fafita. His Miso is playing NRLW there. It won't be long and he'll be in Canberra. So you heard it here first on the Rock and Fringe podcast. Uh, look back in your episodes, but I definitely said it. They call me the guru. Wow, boys. Wow. 74 0. Cowboys against Tigers here. Boxy. Boxy. Our resident Cowboys fan, let's start off with you. How were you feeling, mate? What was your emotions running? I don't know where to start because like,
2: I I, I watched the first five minutes. I was like, yeah, we'll win. We'll win this for sure. But then it was just try after try after try after try. And I was like, gosh, this sucks. And then all of a sudden, I was sitting there during the game. It was halftime. And I was like, should I message Craig? Should I message Luke? And just be like, hey, boys, how you coming? You know, because I didn't get to come on after when the Tigers flogged us. Yeah, that's
0: right. And
2: out of respect, I didn't do it. But. Oh, have. It just shows. It just shows that when we play our football at the right time, we're a bloody good team, and we've beaten a lot of teams, but we've lost a lot of really easy games. Yeah, and we're starting to click at the right time of the That's year, right. heading into finals. We're sitting. I think we're sitting just out of the eight at the moment. I think we're ninth, but you know we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And uh, I'll abuse uh, Lukey and Craig when
0: I talk to them next. You are ninth, to clarify, so well done. Uh, But, yes, no, you're exactly right, mate. The one thing I want to talk about in this game, I haven't seen a scoreline like this. Well, to be fair, we saw a score like this last year. Roosters and Tigers. Roosters won 72 to 6. So the poor Tigers, they can't catch a break with these 70-point scorelines. But the Cowboys were just electrifying in this game. I, I just... I mean, I've got no words for the Tigers. I I don't know really what you say in a match like this, but Reese, seventy uh, four nil mate. What do you take from that?
3: That is how you mount revenge.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, on sure.
3: a dismal score earlier in the year, and I saw some highlights from this match, and I, it's probably one of the the better games I've seen. You know, the Tigers haven't been the best all year, but fuck that. Yeah. Play your best footy for the full 80 minutes. Non-stop, relentless, attacking, try after try, play after play, tackle after tackle, just get in there. A similar thing happened the other week when Sydney smacked West Coast 171. Yeah, like Just a whole team going with each other at the opposition. Doesn't matter where they are.
0: Just go again and again and again and again and again. Well, I completely, this is one of those games. Yeah, mate. I completely agree that I hate when teams have a massive lead at halftime. Like classic example, Eels and Dolphins last week. Eels were up 42 to four at halftime and they won the game 48 to 20. Mm. Like I just, but it just go on with it. Just keep doing what you did in the first half. Do it again in the second. Flog them. Like I know, I know it looks bad for the other team, but if they're not going to step up and perform, then so be it. Dave, the Tigers, man, I don't even think they got off the bus. I don't think so, either,
1: mate. Uh, and it doesn't look like they did, to be fair. I mean, you know, you couldn't get the ball across the line once. Yeah. <laughs> and but my question is, I, I guess they don't play the mercy rule like they do in baseball.
0: <laughs>
1: Definitely <laughs> not. Especially not
0: when the Tigers are on the other end.
1: Team C club
0: to keep going. So, yeah, it was... <laughs> Not a great showing there from West Tigers, but hopefully they can improve as the weeks go on. Can't go,
3: can't go f- any further down, surely. <laughs> well, that's right.
0: They yeah. are coming seventeenth at the moment, so they are coming last. You can't go. Are they going to get a negative 17th. score or what? Well, who knows? Let's jump into our next Sunday game. It was the Broncos against the Dolphins, Battle of Brisbane. It, this game was actually played at the Gabba boys, which I found really interesting. I saw a game hadn't been played at the Gabba since for like. 60 years or something. It's been a long time since there was what a rugby league game.
2: What are they doing? Another AFL ground. And what yeah. are they doing
3: infiltrating our
0: footy grounds? Yeah, well, I I don't know what's going on. But anyway, Broncos get the win 24-16 to 16 in this game. Uh, now, obviously, when we saw this game earlier in the year, Broncos did win again in a tight one as well. The Dolphins, I don't know, boys. They're just – they've really dropped off. They started the season really well. But now they're just starting to, I think they're going the way we all thought they would go. We thought, you know, they may have some glimpses of brilliance, which they have, beating the Roosters in round one. Uh, You know, they've beaten, there's a few teams where they've come back. They were known as the comeback kings for a bit there, but just not to be in this one. Boxy, let's start off with you, mate. In saying that, Brisbane just scraping in. There was a lot of errors in this game.
2: Yeah, and I, I think if you I compare it to a lot to AFL, it seems like Brisbane played to the level of the opposition. Like it's yeah. a lot of good teams in the AFL if they're they're either gonna win by a hundred or they're gonna win by ten or something yeah. because they're playing to the opposition. And I think Brisbane did that on the weekend. I think the Dolphins, yeah, you, you touched on it with, you know, them them struggling, but you can't expect a team in their first year to just wallop the competition. Hundred percent, you, you can't. You just can't. Like, yeah. You know, like, and they done extremely well. But for Brisbane, obviously, it wasn't their best game. But again, they're proving time and time again they're just getting those wins. They're getting the wins, and they're obviously coming into their couple of buys that they've got coming up. So it should be interesting.
0: Yeah, for sure, Dave. It's been bins up for a while, but this game
1: bins down. Exactly. So, brand new team, as um, we already discussed, uh, a brand new team just can't come on and start whipping the opposition. But I'm yeah. wondering whether the early success that they have has basically run the legs out of them, and they're just losing their their stamina now. And as a brand new team, they're just still as they're still coalescing their players and their their culture and their on field tactics, whether they're um, just coming to the end of themselves a little bit early.
0: Yeah, I, I truly believe they are. Obviously, they've still got the master coach in Wayne Bennett, so you you can never write them off. They could have a game here and there where they get a win. Reese, Broncos, they're at the top of the table, but it was a scrappy win. I don't think they're they're not setting themselves apart yet from the other two top teams.
3: Well, for sure. I mean, they're, they're much better than this yeah you know they're, they're better than the performance they put on. And just on the fins, like I think that the way we all expected them to go, like the, the way we the way they started out is not how we expected them to go. We expect them to have some like a couple of losses, maybe a couple of wins in there. you, you, you never know they, they've done really well. yeah, and I think um I think uh, David's right. they've just run themselves thin. Yeah, and it's going to take a couple of seasons for them to figure out how not to do that to maintain some consistency. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't let the Broncos off the hook. Yeah, you know, I think they yeah they need to think. Yeah, we got the win, but we can. You know, we know we're better. Let's do. Let's go again. And do better.
0: Yeah. All right, boys. Into Sunday footy now. Wow. Okay, this first game is a I have never seen a round where there has been two massive – well, three if we include the Sharks – three over 50 scores like this. Knights getting it done over the Bulldogs, 66 mil. This was a Dogs home game as well. Knights have only won two games this year away from home. So this is the third now. Only three games this whole season away from home. And to do it like this, what a statement they had – I had a look at the odds today. They're still at seventeen dollars to get into the top eight, but the fans are going to be happy, mate. They're got to be boosted in here. They are getting the grand final tickets already.
3: Yeah, well, it was the same thing with the uh, same thing. The Cowboys Tigers match is relentless. Just right. again and again and again and again. This is what you want to see your teams doing. You know, you can you can do your wins. Yeah, sure, but that, at the end of the day, sometimes that for and against matters more than you Absolutely. want to admit. For it against. Yeah, you know, sometimes that's the difference. It doesn't between matter if it's for against second. percentage in some cars. Yeah. So just like you were saying earlier, it was well what game were you referring to? There was oh yeah, it was uh the last round, the eel, eels and the dolphins. Oh yeah, yeah. Eels being up so high and then coming, you know,
0: don't fall asleep. That's right. That's right. Don't fall asleep at the wheel because you've crashed the car. Foxy. Bradman Best scored a hat-trick in this game, did enough to uh, get himself an origin berth. We'll touch on that a bit later. But were you impressed by the Knights in this game, mate?
2: Yeah, I was. And I, and, uh, it, Like Reese touched on, it just shows when you play 80 minutes of football, then who knows what the score is going to be. And like you touched on, there's three games this week who scored over 50 points. Yeah. And like for the nice to score 66, uh, 66 nil and still not be the highest scoring of the round, that's just, it's yes. probably never happened.
0: That's but like, like for
2: the nice, you know, it's great and nice, but at the same time, it's really bad for the Bulldogs.
0: Like, oh.
2: you know, at the start of the year, a lot of people, and like I think I was myself was one of them that I had them flirting with the top eight.
0: Mm. It's in
2: second last. Like, and you've got two origin players in there, or three if you want to. Include you should be playing better than this. It's not that hard. Like, you're professional athletes. The right. Bulldogs are in serious, serious dire straits. But for the Knights, yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Dave, the Bulldogs, mate. Zilch. Uh, yeah, I know. And couldn't they find their way out of the dressing room? That's <laughs> what I want to know. <laughs>
0: they um, they, they were next to the Tigers.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. And get lost in the toilet somewhere oh. at the back of the Jacks or something. But... Um, I think this is might almost be the highest score that the Knights have ever – the highest win in terms yeah. of points the Knights have had in their entire career in the NRL. They said that the, – I think this was their
0: fourth time ever in their history they've scored over 60 points.
1: Yeah, but have they ever won by that not, amount of not points nil. where the no. other team didn't skip – didn't score a single thing, yeah, which yeah, is probably no, uh, um, some some sort of record for them. And they were, they yeah. first joined the comp in nineteen eighty eight, so that's saying something. But right. um, having said that, I've uh, been keeping a bit of an ear to the ground as to what the what what the hardcore overcastrians and and you know nightheads keep saying about stuff. And they're not letting the team off the hook. Okay, they won yeah, sixty six nil. They said that the 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 dogs would, were atrocious, and fair fair enough. Hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that the, the Knights are off the hook either because there are areas that they could have improved on as well. Having said that, um, I noticed that Kale and Ponga did not miss a single kick.
0: 11-11. They,
1: they didn't miss anything. As far, So I'm wondering... I haven't really read that deeply into it, but I'm wondering what mistakes the Knights did actually make that the the hardcore faithful would be picking them
0: think, up on. I think what they've been most uh, upset about, they've lost three in a row heading into this game. And the Knights, yep. it, It's a lot of people were calling for Adam O'Brien's head. Uh, three mm-hmm. losses in a row and tight losses too. So had a loss against the Broncos by four points, lost against the Roosters by two points, and then Penrith last week where... It was the most boring game I've ever watched. Knights just didn't show up, and then they come out, and put on a performance like this, but it sort of doesn't make up for your three losses in a row. Uh, even uh-huh. points wise, doesn't make up for three losses in a row. But yeah, I think that's where they At would the... have been. This this game itself, I thought they did really well. Sorry, go.
2: At the same time though, like you can't call for a coacher said if they're losing close games. Yeah, like I'm a big believer right. in like you can lose games like the sixty six 0 and, you know, if Serrato loses for five in a row, how are you going to sit there and go, okay, oh, yeah, you're, you're the coach of the future? Like, are mm-hmm. uh, you? Yeah, but, like, Adam O'Brien's losing close games. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's a very big difference.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, uh, look, yeah, Serato coming through that Penrith system. And, you know, under Ivan Cleary, a lot of people had him as the next best coach. But, look, I'll be honest, I had dogs in my top four this year. I, I thought I had them at fourth. If you don't don't go back and listen to the previous episodes because uh, go back. Don't don't go back because I called <laughs> the dogs to finish fourth, um, which is completely wrong. They're they're not even going to make the eight here. But let's touch on our old mate Phil Gus Gould. All right, oh old Gussie came out said that yeah it wasn't great, but for the fans to stay strong to stay with the Bulldogs, how can you stay with the Bulldogs after a performance like this? You just
2: can't. He is a dead set flop, honestly. He is an absolute flop. Like, yeah. with that many teams that he's pretty much like a slut on Valentine's Day, he's just <laughs> loving it. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. He's such a
0: wanker. We, we, we uh, love you, Gussie. Obviously, an avid uh, listener of the podcast. So, uh, we love you, Gussie. Please, I don't know if I can talk about this. Uh, man, we get the yeah, done 18-16 do. over the Roosters. Now, as you guys know, I'm quite a passionate Roosters fan. Um, for, those no. that didn't, for those that didn't know, you're living under a rock. But I have never been as angry as I was after this game. You boys don't understand how angry I was. I was watching this right to the end. Why did Kiri kick that ball and not pass it? There was three on two. That was In the last 20 seconds, when we were right on the line, there was three on two. All he had to do was pass it and then pass again, and Manu was in on the wing try to we win the game however he opted for the kick i threw my phone on the ground i walked out so i didn't know where to go threw my jersey off walked out. So outside sat in front of my car in two degree weather and oh, i was angry boys but let's try and dissect it a little bit <sighs> Reese, the giraffe daily cherry evans what a performance eh? like He's, get, he's 35 years of age. He's still churning out wins like this. And he was incredible. Two tries, 103 running metres. What a player.
3: Imagine being humbled by a 35-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, a whole team too. A whole I'm sorry, team.
3: I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Joey, but like since the first Panthers drubbing that I came to you with, the Roosters have had wins or losses no greater than two points. Yeah,
0: What's going I on? Know. I know. I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've been like watching the, every like game. The, I know they're... this. <laughs> oh, no. But see, here's the thing. Man, they have their moments. You know, mm. yeah, there's there's no, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to solve the puzzle bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty much a lot have got.
0: Yeah, no worries, look, I'm sorry, Dave, Joe. That's all right, Dave. Twenty thousand at Brookie on a Sunday arvo—you can't ask for more than that. The manly manly players always get behind. Their crowd are great, and it's the atmosphere there at Brookie—it suffocates you because they're right on you, the fans.
1: Yeah, it would, and it's not a really big ground in terms no. of, of space or attendance either. It's right in the middle of suburbia. There, the only thing I could think of is the twenty thousand people turning up to a, a manly game on a Sunday afternoon. Tells me that the server DY was flat. Um
0: <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to do on
1: Sunday hey, afternoon.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Come and watch them beat the Roosters who lost the past anyway, continue.
1: Yeah, anyway.
0: Anyway. <laughs> uh and Boxy Mate. Let's let's talk about the Roosters. Now, I lost let's. my perfect <laughs> week in the last ten minutes of this game. The Roosters I thought were actually really good defensively. Their defence was great. There was one part there where Manly had 14 sets on the Roosters' line, didn't score a try. The Roosters defended really well. It was just when they let that last try in, with 10 minutes to go on the clock to Ben Travojevic, but it was their attack that I was most disappointed in. Their defence was great, but they can't turn that into attack at the moment. And they were just so flat. Take us through your thoughts, mate.
2: Well, first off, I'll be nice and not say Tedesco was shit because he was actually probably the only decent one that game. Um, 297. Wow. So
0: pretty good. Yeah. Holy shit.
2: Yeah. So wow. I've, got two, I've got two things to say before I answer your question. One, Luke Kerry kicked it because he's had too many concussions and he's thinking about something oh. else. Secondly, Brookie is now turning into a fortress again. Yeah. Like like you said, that crowd is so on ya. And I, yeah. one of my good mates, Jimmy, he was at the game and he even said like it was suffocating it was it was really cool yeah. but for the 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 roosters <laughs> cool. it's um for for a team that is rated so highly and always somehow under the salary cap ah, um go. <laughs> I do, like that list should be winning those games for sure like for sure. And don't get me wrong manly aren't a terrible team but the roosters have played shocking
0: 100 this
2: year and you know, I'm gonna be. I'll be nice-ish for once. <laughs> the Roosters suck at the moment. They absolutely <laughs> suck. Trent Robertson needs to go. You're
3: nice, yeah. That's nice. Trent
0: Robertson needs. To go. But why he's had he's had ten years with us. We've won three premierships, four minor premierships, and we've only been not in the top eight once in the ten years. That's a pretty Roosters, good. That that's Roosters, a pretty good coaching resume.
2: I agree, but the Roosters are stubborn, rich arseholes, and they want someone in you.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they you're, want someone you're saying we you. You should go.
2: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm I'm not a stubborn rich arsehole, so I'm just saying it for fun. But no, nah, like the Roosters are, they're struggling hard and yeah. it's 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 silly that, that we're even talking about them not even in the eight, to be I honest. Know, like I it's know. it's it it's pretty pathetic to be honest, but same time, give me only credit. They, they ended up grinding out and they got a win. And a good win that shows to the comp that they're still around and there's still going to be a chance come I later think, in the year.
0: I think the worst part of this was that Manly have only won 31% of games when Turbo hasn't played. That's and a great stat. Yeah, and they've moved that percentage up now to uh, 34 after beating us. But it just – it it frustrated me because we had the league. We are up 16-12 heading into that final 10 minutes, and we just... We'll say lost it. We just couldn't hold it. it look, and I'm not going to disagree with you guys because we've been shit. I can't say we've been good when we haven't. Like, I know we've been shit. And I'm the first person to admit that we've been shit. Um, but as I, as I said last week, you, got, you boys weren't here, but I said on the pod last week, I really feel like there's stuff going on behind the scenes. I, I feel like... And I've heard a few rumours. I'm obviously not going to repeat them on the podcast because that's not right of me to do because they are only rumours. But I have heard a few things, a few niggling rumours about certain players, about them maybe being off the coach a little bit. I think they may be only just rumours, but there's got to be something going on behind the scenes because this is not the Roosters we know. The Roosters are always challenging for the premiership, whether they're first or fifth. They're always challenging for the premiership. And I just don't know what's going on. The good news is I will say that last year we were in the same position. We were 12th. We're 13th now. We were 12th. Then we won eight games in a row, heading into finals and made the top eight. So we are got to buy this week. Then once we come back, there's eight games to go. Um, Stop living in the past, Joey. So can history repeat itself? So <laughs> let's let's see. Anyway, that's it for round 18. Let's jump into our tips, please. How did we go this week? Boxy? how many did you land?
2: Mate, six of eight this week.
0: Six from eight, it's not bad at all. Reese, do you know how many you got?
3: Um, Zero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you not tip again?
3: <laughs> oh, oh, I think I forgot the last three rounds. I'm, I'm going to have start to start
2: messaging you. you on a Thursday already. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, getting to get. just, just reminded me. I that's bagged. Right. I bagged seven from eight this week. Uh, so well, I Good actually, for you. I am the winner. Uh, obviously, the perfect week still eludes me. Had to be my team, of course, at the last game on a Sunday. But, yeah, seven from eight there. Great tipping, boys. You know, boys, there's nothing better than getting up early and having a coffee. That smell of daily goodness just gets me going. And now... With Grounded Drops, your coffee needs are complete. With coffee bags, coffee beans, and cold brew drip bags, Grounded Drops has everything covered. Follow Grounded Drops on Facebook and Instagram or go to groundeddrops.com and use the code RUCK15 for 15% off. Grounded Drops, stirring life into your next cup. Let's jump into our Dynamos and Dung segment. The dynamo and Dung for Round 18, player we thought was great, player we thought was not so great. I think there's a couple of teams we can easily throw in here. Reese, I don't know. I know you didn't get to watch a whole lot of games, but did you have a dynamo and dung for us for round 18? Come on, you can give us a dung at least. A couple of teams. <laughs> a couple of teams.
3: Well, yeah. You Tigers, know, Bulldogs. Well, both, both of the teams that uh, couldn't get the ball across the line, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were definitely dungs. My dynamo for round 18 actually comes from the Cowboys, but Scotty oh. Drinkwater. Scotty Drinkwater, the fullback for the North Queensland Cowboys, absolutely electrifying in this game. Scored a double, had five try assists in this match. Five for a fullback that's massive. A lot of people talked about how good Caleb Ponga was for the Knights. He only had three try assists and didn't score a try. So Drinkwater beats him there, two tries, five try assists. I think it was about 230 um, run metres, but I could be wrong there. I, I think I'm a few off but had a massive game, incredible stuff. My dung, it's, it's got to go to the Dogs. I'm not giving it to the Tigers because we sort of expect it, but the Dogs, for, for a team that was so highly sought after this year, they brought in players to, you know, get them a top eight finish, to get them into that spot. They just haven't lived up to expectations. They are my dung. Boxy, I know I've taken both of yours, but who's your dynamo dung for round 18?
2: All right, so my dynamo scene as you took my one. I'm actually going Alex Johnston from the Rabbits. Yeah, nice. I um I I've been a big fan of his for a while and this is before I really started to get into rugby league. He's so consistent. Like yeah. he just always seems to find the try line and he's yeah he's been around for ages. He's never had the chance of origin because he's just behind so many people. But the guy just keeps playing week after week after week, never gets injured, scores tries. and that's what you want if you want to be a premiership threat. So, to me, he's my Absolutely. dynamo, seeing as you took Scotty. Uh, my done. All right. So, I've got, I've got a few options here. There's a lot. I'm I'm not going to go the – actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go Luke Carey's dumb kick oh, yeah. in the last minute of the game. Oh, oh, oh. But look, you had the chance to win the game. And everyone knows I don't like the Roosters. I don't like James Savesco. But for once, <laughs> I wanted the Roosters to win because I actually tipped them. And then all of a sudden, Luke Kiry decides to have another concussion when he's going to kick a ball oh.
0: instead of passing
2: it out to Joey Manu. And you know, what? you ruined Joey's afternoon, and you made him stay outside in the cold. So you're not done. You
0: absolute flop. I appreciate <laughs> it, Boxy. I, I appreciate the support. Thank you, mate. All right, that's it. Uh, we're going to jump into his game a suspension segment from round 18 now. It wasn't a whole lot boys, for suspensions. It was another quiet week, a couple of fines, not really going to go into. All right, let's jump into our core medic segment, round 18, injuries. Now, big one, Payne Harps, ruled out of state of origin game three, has a hamstring strain, looking at 10 to 14 days to recover, so one to two weeks there. Uh, Big loss for the Broncos. They do have a bye this week, which does help. So he will only miss one game after the bye. Let's jump into Scotty Drinkwater. Our man we just talked about, our Dynamo there, actually got a quad injury in that game. They do have a bye, so I don't think he'll miss any game time. I think he'll be right to go in round 20 once we're back. Braden Hemlin, ULA, injured his ribs. Uh, They're not too sure what it is at the moment, but they're saying it could be rib cartilage or broken rib, which fucking hurts. Now... If it is broken rib, yeah, if it is broken rib, he's likely to miss multiple weeks. Could be up to six to eight. So we're not too sure there with Brayden, but our thoughts and prayers to him. Scotty Sorensen, neck injury in the Melbourne Pampers game. Jardy's neck, he left the field. Physio assessments found the injury is not serious. So I don't know if they'll include the neck as the head for the 11-day stand-down policy. Obviously, uh, Penrith do have the buy as well, so he should be right to go in round 20. Philip Sami was a late uh, exclusion from the Titans game with a hamstring injury. He remained 18th man, would have been used if required, so he shouldn't miss any further weeks. It was just a slight niggle there. He will be back. Campbell Graham, big one, injured his sternum. Another one not picked for New South Wales because he was injured. Looks like he'll be back in round 20, though, which does shock me because with a sternum injury, it can sometimes be up to three, four weeks. So he has missed a few now. And Jerry Marshall King with an AC joint injury in his shoulder. Uh, he's having a bit of difficulty without him. Wayne Bennett came out and said, we may have to go the rest of the season without him. And he wasn't sure. However, this round, and you'll see when we do our round preview for 19, but has been named for the Dolphins and Hooker. So really interesting there that he's been named, but Bennett's saying he may not be. All right, boys, that's it for Call A Medic. Let's have a look at the live ladder heading into round 19. Hasn't changed a whole lot. Panthers, Broncos, both on 26 points, first and second, respectively. Sharks moved into third with Storm down to fourth. Raiders fifth, Eels sixth, Rabbits seventh, and Warriors eighth. Boxes, Cowboys, into ninth position. Only set one win outside the top eight. Titans tenth, Seagulls 11th, Dolphins 12. The Mighty Tookies down to 13th. Only two wins away. This is how tight the comp is. Only two wins away from a top eight finish. The Knights are 14th, Dogs 15th, Dragons have moved up to 16th, and the Lowly West Tigers currently heading for the wooden spoon at 17th. All right, boys. I just want to talk about our newest sponsor, Manscaped. Now, as a as a quite a hairy man myself, you know, we're we 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 got to you gotta shave all the trimmings. You get down there, you get up there, you shave it all, get it looking nice. In Boxy's case, you know, he's a single man. He's got to get it looking good for any uh late night calls he may have. And now with mm. Manscaped, you can get the lawnmower 4.0. Now the lawnmower 4.0, trust me, your balls will thank you. It is a whole new ballgame.
2: So.
0: It is a whole new ball game with the lawnmower 4.0 boys. Trust me. Now, if you use the code RuckScape, you can get 20% off at manscaped.com. So visit manscaped.com, use your code Ruckscape for 20% off. Get yourself a oil 4.0. They got lots of other stuff. They got some ball, some ball oil. They got <laughs> beard trimmers as well. Anything you need. Obviously, we've got some shirts. I am rocking it underneath my jumper. Reese also has a shirt that's not on tonight, but he does have one. And the other boys will get something soon. But yeah, remember Manscaped, Ruckscape, you get 20% off. The balls will thank you. All right, boys, let's jump into bit of wild fantasies rank and trades now none of you boys plays so i'm quickly going to go through it uh with my fantasy team throughout the week one of my head-to-head obviously Luki and dougie aren't here but i haven't made many trades this week because i have none i'm actually out of trades uh, i'm on zero and there's still like seven rounds to go so not good for me you do get an additional eight after round 20 which is good so i will get those but just sticking with my team this week. Obviously, Corey Horsburgh will be out for me. I've got a few players with buys. So, I'm running with about eight or nine players. I'm hoping I can get it done in my draws. In Coach. not much change there, really. I did do two trades. I'm, I'm running low in trades in Supercoach as well. Uh, I had to get rid of Billy Smith. I've gotten rid of him, brought in some um, another centre. And I've also brought in another second rower as well. Really... Also needed a hooker. We got given three trades this week. And we've Jake Turpin. I had he got injured, so did drop Turpin. I've got Reese Robinson as my other hooker, but I dropped Turpin for Jake Simpkin from the Tigers. Uh my second rower that I brought in was Nicaragua as well. Uh from the Sharks. And in my centers, I brought in Talakai from the Sharks as well. That's it for Fantasy and Supercoach sitting about five thousand now in fantasy, so doing well. All right, boys. Let's have a look. At Splash the Cash. That's what I've called our newest segment. It is pickle bet. It's gonna be our bet of the week. Now, I'll bring us one this week, boys. It's gonna come from. Are you ready for it? The Warriors and Parramatta game. Now, this game is happening, I'm pretty sure. It is our first Saturday game at the Eels against the Warriors. Here is Splash the Cash, Pickle Bet Bet of the Week. Now, boys. I'm jumping on the Wilds to get the win here. we've six players out for Origin now. I think the Wilds will want to bounce back. But the players I'm looking at Sean Russell has moved the fullback for the Eels. I'm jumping on Sean Russell for any time try scorer. I'm jumping on Charles Nick and Kostad for any time try scorer. And I'm going to back the Warriors 1-12. to So jump on that. You can find that if you go into Picklebet, go into the game, Eels versus Warriors, all markets, same game multis, and you'll find the rocking Fringe of Multi there. Think, is this a bet you really want to place? For so free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or go to gamblinghelp.org.au. Blokes Walk and Talk. They are about encouraging blokes to get out walking and talking with others across Australia and supporting females who may have someone in their life struggling. From hosting walks to keynote speaking at businesses or schools is where you'll find Craig from BW&T. Follow BW&T on Facebook and start the conversation with your mates today. Let's have a look, boys, at our next segment. Now it is a set restart, stuff you may have missed. I don't know if you boys saw this during the week, but it comes from the cricket, race you would have seen this, and it was absolutely hilarious. Now, Buzz Rockfield. As we all know, Buzz, Bill Rockfield, Buzzy Buzzy Buzz. I think he needs Bustle. to the rugby league. Now, he came out and said, that's a shocking way to take a wicket. They should have called him back. Hashtag Ashes2023. And Ryan Harris, the former Australian quick fast bowler, commented, you struggle with rugby league. Best you leave cricket alone. Go to bed. Absolutely perfect. The Twitterverse was absolutely in hysterics. Wonderful from Ryan Harris. Just what a comeback. I mean, he's right, though. Bo should stick in his way. He's a rugby league journalist, not a cricket. Uh, we will touch on the cricket after this. All right, boys. Let's talk the cricket now. Now, we had our cricket update from Reece earlier, but I know Dave is eager to say a few words, as is Reese. Dave, from an outsider's
1: point of view, take us through that stumping. That stumping, as I saw it. Well, I'd watched the uh, a bit of the game before that, and I was watching... Johnny do his thing where he uh, will strike at the ball or let it pass or whatever, and he'll go out and have a bit of a chat with his mate at the other end, or he'll go and tap a bit of the the ground in front of the the crease or whatever. But either way, he spent a lot of time walking away from the area that he's supposed to be guarding and protecting. And so when the ball – Obviously, the wicket keeper's seen all this, but as the ball, the, wicker, the Australian wicket keeper was obviously paying a lot of attention to this. So then he's going, "All right, throw the ball towards the stumps." Now, with if the umpire went over at that point, the ball hit the stumps. No problems, all good, right. not out, whatever. But he didn't call it. He walked out of his crease as he was doing for the previous ten or eleven balls or whatever, and he got done. And mm-hmm. the whole world went up in in uproar. And it's <laughs> like, well. Like, first rule of cricket, and this is this guy is a professional cricketer. He's been doing it for years. He's now representing his country. He's at the top end of his game. What's rule number one? Stay in your fucking crease. Yes.
0: Exactly. Exactly, yes. Dave. Right? Like,
1: it's not that hard and it's not a rule that is foreign to you and it's in the book. And not only that, the umpires looked at it. They went, yeah, that's a stumping. However, give the guy a bit of grace, go to the third umpire. Third umpire has a look at it. Third umpire says, he's out. Now, two umpires on the field, one in the box, three of them all concur, right? Why the hell can't people out in the crowd and the Marley Bone Cricket Club pull their heads in and get behind one of the actual rules of the game <laughs> that's right you know this whole thing about spirit of the game is all bullshit uh, mm-hmm. because i mean look cr- cricket is supposed to be a gentleman's game but i can tell you right now marley Burn cricket club were not gentlemen on that at that particular point <laughs> No, no. all right and that's that's the first thing the second thing is that if that's the rule follow the rules and and you guys all know the rules. You and the Poms invented the bloody game. Surely they wrote the rules. Surely they understand them. Yeah. And so they right can it. follow them and not have a dummy spin about them. And somebody actually follows the rules and gets you out. Oh, you know, it wasn't in the spirit. It wasn't the bloody spirit. You know, it's just. And, and the fact that the previous, they've done that in previous seasons 2019, same thing happened. The Poms got an Australian guy out like that. And mm. what I was watching, the, I was watching the press conference actually in the. and. The, a, a journalist actually asked, you know, well you did the same thing in twenty nineteen. How is that any different? And he goes, was it at the end of an over? And he said, no, what well, well, I don't know. He says, I don't remember what it was. And then the journalist says, Well doesn't matter if it's in the over. And the, yeah. the the pommy coach says, Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, that's right. It's a ball, it's a it, that the last ball of the ball. over is, is is the same ball as the fourth ball of the third ball of the second ball. The only difference was the time spent of the umpire calling over. And in that short bracket of time, you got out, suck it up, piss <laughs> off, have a beer, get a rub down from the messer, do whatever the hell you do, but get off the bloody field, let the next guy on. Dave Over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done.
0: Love it. And Reese, what do you have to add?
3: <laughs> well, Dave mentioned, like, we talked about this before we started recording, the spirit of the game. Honestly, the way the Poms have been acting the spirit of the game didn't make it to the first ball of the series. That's, right. <laughs> That's it was, right. It was ridiculous. You've got James Anderson and Stuart Broad, who are both like pillars of longevity in the game. Like they're fast mm. bowlers that should, that that should have retired a while ago. How they're still going is a miracle to test cricket. I'll give them that. But they're like, Oh yeah. Those past few series, we'll just void those in Australia that they, they don't matter anything like are you fucking serious? Are you, are you, are you serious? Like any respectable cricketer would think, Oh, let's just, let's, that was horrible. Let's try and build on that. Let's try and create a better future for us so we can, you know, retire and think, okay, we've done, we've succeeded, not forgotten it. That was a start. And then you've got, you know, the whole issue with the stumping and, you know, the way that everyone was acting Stuart Broad, oh my God. <laughs> Somehow he's holier than thou, oh. and he's a, he's a judge on how the game should be played when the same motherfucker hit the cover off the ball in the 2013 Ashes and didn't walk. That's right. Uh, I, I, I didn't even have to mention that, because that's written in Australian cricket football. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and the, the, the biggest issue that I've got with the way that the English cricket team are acting is they are getting in their own way by talking shit.
0: Yeah, Maybe
3: if they shut the fuck up, they might win a test because well, as they keep talking, as they keep going on about all this nonsense, i tell you who's, who's probably feeling a little bit better about the whole situation is Zach Crawley because he said – that oh England will win comfortably by 150 runs. And then the sort of controversy happens and then he's sort of gone by the wayside. So he's probably thinking
1: Yeah, what all this amounts to is my estimation, and this is why the Ashes exists in the first place, is that this is a game that the British invented and they get flogged by other teams that yeah. are not England. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. both that they can't even win in a game that they created and they get really annoyed when all of a sudden it's put in their faces. Oh, guess what? You're not following the rules, you lose.
3: You've also got, um, you know, everyone's soaking now. You got Brendan McCullum, you know, mm. who I, I liked initially. I yeah, know. same. He's like, Oh, I'm not gonna, I don't see me having a beer with the Aussies anytime soon. It's like, Who fucking needs you? Who yeah, needs you then?
0: <laughs> we don't want like, to have tea, mate. All right,
3: who cares? Like,
0: beer. You know, I, I said like,
3: earlier that, um, Yeah, Ben Stokes has been in this last test was the only person in the English team that was able to like walk the walk with an excellent 155 to try and win it for his country. And even he's carrying on. So look, honestly, Aussies can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, England I mean, lost credibility, to- complete credibility. Well, well, and t- they t- don't t- they don't deserve the spirit of the game. They deserve a, a crushing loss. Alex Harry, when he goes out to bat, I don't know what's gonna happen um tomorrow heading the time of recording. It's gonna be Thursday, the sixth of July for yep. tomorrow. And Alex Harry goes out, he's probably gonna get booed. I hope he gets a fucking huge hundred. 100
1: <laughs> percent Yeah. Well, you know, with um you know, as you said, yeah. Brennan McCollum turning around saying that uh, I won't have a beer with the Aussies. That is a classic example of where the spirit of cricket has just evaporated. Yeah. Right. Because I'm really sorry, you know, all's fair and love and war and, and cricket pitches. And yeah. <laughs> to be the, to be that ungracious, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all whatever be with the Aussies. Well, yeah, right, we don't care. no, but it's hypocritical. I mean yeah, the absolutely. same behaviour they've done, and when it gets done back to them, they, you know, take their bat and ball and go home. It's
0: like there's only now there's boys one there's one other thing I wanted to
3: touch on. Sorry, yeah, Joey. No, you're right. Um Nathan Lyon. Oh. Nathan Lyon, honestly, like you can't you can't ask for a better teammate than Nathan Lyon. What a player. Um, he has said, had said, I'm a little bit emotional thinking about it. Like, he, he said that he knew the risks going out to bat and he did it anyway. You know, just, I don't think people understand how crucial, like what, what was it in the end? A 40, 43 run victory? Yeah. And him, him and Stark put on a 15, 15 run partnership? 15.
0: Fifteen run partnership, didn't they? That could
3: have been closer and that could have been more stressful. For those
0: yeah. for those non uh cricket followers at home, Gaz tore his calf and it was a pretty bad tear. He is out for the rest of the Ashes series, which obviously we love Gaz. He's a goat mm. for us. Um so massive news there. But went out to bat, and yeah, as Reese said, fifteen run partnership. Smacked a nice four as well. Shot.
3: He was on. He was on crutches that morning. Yeah, and then went out to bat. I, I, I look. I I haven't been like, ad- admittedly, you know, like, like I say that's one of the best things I've seen. i, I haven't been a cricket fan for, like forever. I, I started watching cricket in 2017, oh, but wow. it's been you know, and I look back on history. I'm like, yeah, Graham Smith broken hand, sure. Like, okay, whatever. But it's different when it's your own boy. Yeah. Like, it's your own – and that was the other thing. Like, Todd Murphy, does he come straight in?
0: Yeah, I think Murph should come straight in. I think you can't rely on just Travi Head um, mm. to be the, the number one spinner. But I just want to fire up because I need to have my say here about <laughs> uh everything that went on. Um Look, I'm about to fire up, boys. You know, first off, fuck Johnny Bairstow. Second off, fuck Brendan McCullum. When Brendan McCullum was playing for New Zealand against England, he did the same thing to Paul Collingwood mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in a match. Brendan McCullum, as wicketkeeper, did the same thing to an English player who was out of his crease, and he he threw the ball and it was out. And now he's the coach of England, and he's not even calling it, mate. Hey, talk about spirit of the game. How hey, about you fuck off to the pavilion? Off yeah. you go, mate. And as for Johnny Bairstow, how about we call him Johnny Keep Walking? How about that? All Johnny right, off, Walker. Off you go, Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> off you go, Stuart, not Walker. Off you go, Johnny. All right? Get out. We don't want you. We got Ollie Fogginson, still Bow 125 half-trackers down the pitch. All right? He can go too. All I want to say is Australia, 5-0, whitewash. Suck at England. You know, boys, it doesn't get much better than watching sport on a Sunday Arvo. However, sometimes you need a snack. And now, with Gibson's Country Style Jerky, your snack needs are complete. With a wide variety of flavours, including teriyaki, honey soy garlic, mild chilli and pepper steak, Gibson's has all your jerky needs covered. Get your jerky at gibsoncountrystylejerky.com or follow Gibson's Country Style Jerky on Facebook and Instagram. And now, if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off. Gibson's Country Style Jerky, for the snackaholic in you. All right, <laughs> that, that came in at the most perfect time <laughs> Yeah, good, I'm glad <laughs> Let's jump into our Round 19 Preview Boys for Rugby League There's only five games this week, so let's fly through it Alright, our first game Thursday night, time of recording, that'll be tomorrow night It's the West Tigers against the Cronulla Sharks Man, the poor Tigers, Tigers are out to $9.50 in this game to get a win Boxy, who are we going?
3: Sharks by 14, mate
0: 14, is that all? Breezy, who are you going in this one?
3: Yeah, I've got to go. I've got to go to the Sharks, but um, on the off chance, I might chuck a cheeky little head-to-head on the No way. No
0: way, mate. <laughs> they got 70 points put on them. You think they're going to beat the Sharks?
3: Yeah, who knows?
0: Well, yeah, I
3: know no. they're so, not. I'll, I'll play it
0: safe. All right. I've so your, seen more surprise tip?
3: and things. What's your tip? But no, it's, it's Sharks. Sharky's
0: me. Sharkies, beautiful. Dave, if you had to pick one, is it the Sharks for you too,
1: buddy? Uh, mate, I reckon if the Tigers can get you know a couple of points on the board, I'll be really impressed, but I can't <laughs> see that happening. Um, you know, <laughs> it's the Sharks' game to lose. And I can't yeah. see them doing that. You know, I think it's another another four points on the board for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's the Sharks to me. I'm going Sharks by about 30. I think it's another big score coming. All right, let's jump into our Friday night game. This is Dragons against the Raiders. Another game that I think is going to be pretty clear cut. Let's start off with you, Dave. Who are you going in this one, Raiders or
1: Dragons? Well, basically, now that I've moved down the coast a little bit, my wife works for a hardcore Raiders supporter. She'll probably cut my knees off if I don't support the Raiders with this one. So I'm going to say that.
0: Up the milk. Reese. who are we going? Raiders, 20 plus. Beautiful. And Boxy?
2: Yeah, the milk, 30 plus.
0: Yeah, it's the milk for me. Uh, Dragons in shambles. Can't tip them. Don't tip them for the rest of the year. You heard it here first. Uh, Raiders, (laughs) I'm going to say Raiders 20-plus as well. All right, let's jump into our Saturday game. This is where it starts to get juicy, boys. The Eels against the Warriors. Of course, Origin teams are named, and there are six Eels in the Origin side. Five, I think, sorry. And the Warriors without any Origin players. Reese, who are we going in this one? Combank Stadium. It's a Parramatta home game. Who are you going? I don't know. Hey, it's something to pick, you know. I mean, it, it doesn't it, matter who you say because you'll forget the tip, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You can say anyone right now. Oh, bloody river slugs. He's going the slugs. <laughs> He's going the slugs. Four All points. Right. Four points in it. It's a tight one. Boxy, who are you going?
2: I'm going the Waz by 14 plus. Yeah, I like it.
1: And Dave, who you tipping? Well, it sounds like there's six eels in the origin side. be a pretty slippery team. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, boom, boom. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I reckon the Warriors. Yeah, they, they look like they might have a good win this week. I think probably 15 on them. Yeah, nice. The Warriors have been very
0: good this year. I think they'll bounce back from that loss to the Bunnies last week. It's the Warriors for me. Uh, too many players out from Parramatta for me to tip them. Let's look at the next game. Rabbitohs against Bulldogs. Now, another interesting one. The Bulldogs have been absolutely shite. However, the Rabbitohs also have five players out in State of Origin. Now, give me an interesting one. Who do we pick in this one? Boxy, who are you going?
2: I still have to tip the Rabbits. Yeah. I can't not tip them. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Rabbits, but I think he'll be closer. I'll, I'll say six.
0: Yeah. Reese, who are we going? Rabbits, 10.
1: And Dave? I'll go the Rabbits, but I reckon the Bulldogs will at least get one try.
0: Yeah, look, I think the Bulldogs will be hungry for a win. I'm obviously not going to take them. I'll take the Bunnies to get it done with a reserve grade side. Uh, rabbits by six for me. Next game we've got is the Titans against the Dolphins. All right. Now, this is going to be a great game here. Dave, let's start with you.
1: Who are we going to take? It's the Queensland Derby? It is. I reckon the Titans will probably get that one. Yeah, because the as we discussed before, the Dolphins are still fighting their feet and I think that they're Kind of struggle to find them again because I think they're they're running out of puff a little bit. Uh Titans, I'm gonna take that one out. Probably yep. be uh, I, I reckon they might be a little bit close. So Probably make like ten points. Yeah, beautiful. Boxy, who are you gonna take?
2: Is it at the Dolphins ground or is that
0: Titans ground? No, nah, it's at SeaBus Super Stadium. Yeah, on the Gold Coast.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go
0: the Fins. I'll go Finns by four. Oh, Fins up, baby. Fins up. I like it. And Reese, who are you going?
3: Yeah, it's, I think yeah. With all we've discussed, Finns
0: still have a little bit to go on. So I'm going four to six. Yeah, very nice. Well, I'm actually going the Dolphins as well, boys. And the reason so the the Titans have never scored a second half point against the Fins because if we remember that first game against the Dolphins. Titans didn't even get one second-half point, so I'm backing the Dolphins to get it done again. Dolphins in a tight one. Dolphins by two. All right, boys, that's it for round 19. Let's move on to a bit of Origin Preview. Now, the Origin teams have been named during the week for game three. Let's quickly jump through these teams. Let's start off with Boxies Queenslanders. AJ Brimson is in for Reece Walsh, who is suspended, of course. Xavier Coates, Holmes Spideau mm-hmm. in the centres. Tulangi on the wing. Cameron Munster and Cherry Evans in the halves. Ruben Connor at, uh, at front row, sorry. Harry Grant and Tino also there. Fafita and Nanai in the second row with Carrigan at 13. On the bench is Hunt, Collins, both on Waker and the Freckle, Big Red, the source, Corey Horsbra making his debut. We cannot wait to see Big Red running out. Now, let's touch on the New South Wales side first before we talk on origin itself the blues now you might start hearing this team and think what's going on with freddie is a bit wacky uh he is all right so tedesco's there at fullback we've got brian toto and josh adokar on the wings Stephen crichton and bradman best in the centers now in the halves we've got cody walker and mitchell moses in the front row it's jake trevojevic damian cook and hooker and then regan campbell gillard in the front row as well. Second row is Liam Martin and Keon Coleman-Tungy making his debut, and Cameron Murray at lock. On the bench, we've got Isaiah Yeo, Jacob Saifidi, Reese Robinson, and Clint Gufferson. Now, let's talk on Queensland first. Great inclusions. AJ Brimson, he'll do a job. He's been there before. Corey Horsburgh, just uh, amazing. Big red. Um, look, I don't want to talk ill on New South Wales, but I'm still seeing. I think it's going to be a clean sweep here. 3-0 to Queen's win. I just, I can't can't take New South Wales in this. Let's go through this New South Wales side. Now, can someone check on Freddie Fittler for me? Because, because is he okay? Because I, I, I feel like he's not. I feel like this team is a cry for help. Uh, Bradman Best was not even in my calculations for centre. And he's picked him off one game. He scored a hat trick against the Bulldogs and he's been picked at centre off one game. Keon Colmatungi I like. I had Colmatungi there for game one. Um, Obviously didn't play. And then the other surprise is the bench. Jacob Saifidi is the only real forward, apart from Isaiah Yo. the only real forward's on the bench. You've got Reese Watson, who's a hooker, and Clint fucking Gufferson, who is a 5'8 centre fullback, Like, I don't get it. I don't get the bench. Why have they got a back sitting at 17 on the bench for New South Wales? I just cannot see them getting it done. I feel really sorry for Nico Hines. Again, not picked. Like, what is doing there?
3: I'll tell you you what's going on. The New South Wales Blues ruined my Bali holiday. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: they, they, they just—I I, was—I was there in paradise watching, and I'm like, this is embarrassing. And subsequent selections, I'm like, deserve it. Just, uh, <laughs> I that think I,
0: I think Freddie's coaching for his job in this game. I think if he loses this, I don't think he's coached next year in 2025. You know.
3: He's done. He's done some good, but he's lost his fucking head. <laughs>
0: he's, yeah. he's lost his weight. I think he needs a welfare check right now because uh, I I don't know what's going on. I was now. I was in this
3: massage place in Bali. Don't don't don't.
0: We we don't it want to
2: know bro, bro. I,
3: is, is I want the, the details. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's podcast friendly. Um, I was getting it. <laughs> I was getting a pedicure. <laughs> oh,
0: great.
3: <Reese. laughs> Like clear coat everything it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> and there was a there was a lady there who was allegedly friends with Freddy Fitler and was going on about how if um it was actually that night. It's like if if he loses this game, he's going to be on the first plane over here with his missus. And I'm like Ugh. you joke, you joke, but if if that if that's the case, you know, do you really want that guy leading, you know? One half of the greatest rivalry in the southern hemisphere.
0: Yeah, that's
3: it. Like yeah, he, he, like he's done. He's done okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if if this campaign's anything to go on, oh god, I, yeah. I've never been more embarrassed. Honestly, boxy, your your Queenslanders have done very well.
0: they have done very well. I, I think. They, <laughs> I hate I think, to admit that. I hate uh, to admit that. But so they played I, excellent but football. I I think they just get it done. Um. Look, we we won't touch on Origin anymore. It is next week, uh the twelfth of <laughs> July. We don't want Boxy to talk about Queensland, so we're gonna move on. Don't worry, you get your you get your peace, Steve results here. Uh, i we're still getting
3: free tickets, like as part of my <laughs> work. Can to I go say to one thing? Three. Go,
0: go, say it.
2: So sorry, it's, it's a two thing. Freddie Fitler, stop smoking devil's lettuce. Secondly, <laughs> I don't get why Reese Robson's not starting. Oh, he was your best player he in was game great. two.
0: He was really good.
2: And he pulled passes it from dummy half better than anyone in the game. Yeah. Like that like that was the big thing. Like obviously there was a lot of surprises and you touched on it. But that was the big one for me. Like I I don't mind Cook coming off the bench. The mm. guy's got fleet foot. He's
0: got speed, yeah.
2: He's got speed to burn. Why would you not put him off the bench
0: when they I mean rush the tyrant? The the bench is a weird one, man. It's a it's a weird bench. No, Freddie
2: Fittler is a weird
0: person. He's he's a weird cat, eh? He's a weird cat. Anyway, let's jump into a bit of Reese's pieces. Now we've got, uh, obviously, our double Reese's, They've reunited. They're back. Also, Dave loves his AFL as well, so he might be able to jump in with you boys. I'll throw it over to you, Reese. Take it away.
2: Well, well, well. It's good to talk to you again, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be back with the wife and Davey. How are we, gentlemen? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, good, man. All right, so I'm just going to quickly go through the around and I'll ask you a couple of quick questions. So first off, Brisbane defeated Richmond by 55 points up at the Gabba, which, you know, let's be honest here, everyone predicted that.
3: Yep.
2: yep. Uh, Sydney and Geelong had a draw, which is one of my questions, so I won't, won't go into that one. Adelaide defeated North Melbourne by 66. And I want to touch on this quickly, Davey. I told you at the start of the year, Adelaide was a team in the watch. And they are starting to prove that point.
1: They are starting. definitely starting to prove that point, definitely. Um, yeah. and, and I didn't believe you, actually, and I take that back. <laughs> yes, that's all right.
2: I'll, uh, I'll quickly keep going through the scores. Bulldogs yeah. defeated Frio by 29, which damn damn right we did. Good on us. Uh, Collingwood defeated Gold Coast by 78. Obviously, there's a question coming hard. with that one. Yeah, there's a question coming with that one. Hort defeated Essendon by four points, which I, I personally think was the game of the year. That was an amazing game to watch. An absolutely amazing game to watch. Harlem defeated Hawthorne by 60 points, which, eh, No one cares. GWS GWS defeated Melbourne by two points up at Darwin, which is a huge scout for the Giants. Um, And St. Kilda. Yeah, that did. And St. Kilda defeated West Coast by eight. That's another one. Well,
1: that's nothing to write home about. I mean, because, you know, the Eagles got pounded by Sydney last week. So you know, by the tune of 171 points. So why St Kilda couldn't put more than seven points or eight points on on the Eagles, I've got no idea.
3: Yeah, well, you're I, right, I think, so. Yeah, like West Coast needs to hold their heads high after having a torrid season to be able to put that on Saints who aren't doing the worst. <laughs> like...
1: I mean, they're I fifth know, on th- the ladder. I mean... I thought St. West Kilda's Coast
2: played like, a really good game. I actually watched this with my roommate and I thought West Coast were really good. So... <laughs> Uh, my first question, and I'll, I'll get to it straight away, is the, the Sydney-Geelong draw. So Sydney kicked six goals 18. And and as we know, Sydney are struggling. Geelong aren't doing too well as well. What needs to change? What, like For Sydney, for example, six goals 18, what needs to change? Like, do They need to restructure <laughs> the whole forward line, get rid of everyone who's old and go, okay, here's the young list, go with that. Or do they I mean, just
1: need to go, fuck it? No, look, we complain a lot about rugby league players not being able to kick straight, but Aussie rules players—that's part of the, the part mm. of the code. It's part of the game. It's what you do. And Sydney have always had, historically, have had moments where they they will outscore in terms of scoring shots another team. But they're always bloody behinds. I mean, six goals, 18, that just proves it. I mean, when they played against West Coast the other week, they had 50 scoring shots, but 19 of those were mm. behinds. I mean, yeah, okay, a couple get knocked over, tapped over, or touched on the line, bounce off the post, whatever. That's cool. When you're lining up, squaring it up, and bang, you miss by a mile and get it through the, the, the big one and the short one. It's like, really? yeah. all this yeah. time to line it up. You know, it, it. But that's that's been a Sydney weak point for ages, and doesn't matter what coach they've had. Even under Bruzy, when they were firing on all cylinders, they still had moments where they were just, you know, they would they would win by ten points, but they had twenty more scoring shots than the other team.
3: That's been a that's been a Sydney Sydney weak point since I've first you know got into AFL back in two thousand five.
1: Yeah, you know,
3: it, it's they they've been one of the better one of the best teams at the comp for 18 or so years with the exception of a few years and it's something they have not been able to shake. Yeah, And I don't, that's, it's the same with their, their fear of water. <laughs> like, they, still, they still can't play in wet grounds. Honestly, they need to just learn how to go together as one team. And I looked at the West coast game and I thought, this is the Sydney I know and love now. Okay. Yeah. West coast. They've, they haven't been the best. You know, they've been shocking. <laughs> they've won one game all season. They, they just don't take me out of the equation. But Sydney played four quarters of football, and I have not seen that for ages. Yep. Ages and ages. They were ruthless. They were calculated. The whole team played as one unit. And I thought, if they can bring this energy to every single game going forward, they're going to push a late case potentially a late case of finals. I I wrote them off and they, they still have a shot, but like they were, they were doing okay in the first half of the Geelong match. And they, again, they fell asleep.
1: Yeah, They fell asleep. One of the,
3: they got sloppy.
1: And, and, and in that sloppiness, one of the things that they will do is they will get that ball quite comfortably into the forward line, but then they won't take their time to line up from the mark to, to score a shot. They'll just take the mark and play on, kick the ball. And then, Oh crap, we missed. It's a behind.
3: Hmm.
1: Like yeah. take that time. That's what the mark is for.
3: Like I I love Isaac Heaney. He's he's been one of my you know highly rated players. But in the West Coast victory, like when they defeated West Coast, even he was admitting, like, oh, I haven't had a good season. I've missed a few. I'm like, don't admit that. Go and fix it.
1: Yeah. Go and I fix mean, it. No, 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 I, I would correct that and say, yes, admit it then fix it. Evaluation is extremely important in situations like this. But instead of sitting there just going, oh, I've had a bad season, and just leaving it at that. No, work on what you've done wrong or what, what your weak areas are and improve on it and, you know, pick up from where you left off and run with it.
2: Yeah, and That's I know so. Isaac as a, as, as a person, as a family friend too, and he he will take that in your stride. He's a, he's a stubborn prick, we'll put it that way. Um Yeah. So second question. I he's, my,
1: he's, he's from my hometown, so I or for my home area at least. So I've got nothing but nothing but respect for the man.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh so second question, I'm only gonna do three. So Stewie Jew. Everyone's uh sitting there saying they should call for his head and do all this. I'm a big believer in the fundamentals and getting your list right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys have signed because Stewie Jew has stayed on. Mm-hmm. He, I had the pleasure of meeting him when I was in the Swans Academy when I was a kid. Fantastic mm-hmm. bloke. One of the best blokes you'll ever meet. But he cares more for the play than he does for football. I personally don't think he should be sacked. I think he should be given another a year or two, let him develop his list, because I think if you put in a Damien Harwood, it's pretty much saying, here you go, he's a list. You've got the magical touch. Here you go, do whatever you want with it. But he's got no connection then. He doesn't know the players. He doesn't know what yep. they want. He doesn't know mm-hmm. anything about them. So, to me, I sit there and go, would you, stay on. Caroline yep. Wilson, you absolute freaking oh, piece, of, you piece of work. She's a reporter and she's trying to make a headline. So, oh, to me, yeah, my, my thing is, my question was, in the end, would you, stay or go? Stay. Yeah, agree.
3: percent stay. You know, I... <laughs> Gold Coast side was shambles for a number of years and you know, Stewie June, like, I, guess, I guess it could be biased, but like coming off the success that Sydney have had trying to, you know, push for a finals campaign and do like for a number of years goes away and then all of a sudden he's the one that's taking up to Sydney and then Sydney are struggling to defeat Gold Coast. Like what the fuck? And then Seasons later, they're they're taking it up to the good teams. Like, I don't think we should be looking to these big losses or the short losses. He's doing something right. And we talked Mm. about it, Boxy, you know, earlier in the season, that it's potentially, it's probably, how's the table looking now? Oh, you know, it's likely. It's likely they still could push for it. Yeah, there's still a chance. it's, it's, It's close. They're closer than Sydney are. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I just I just don't know. I, the, I think there's there's something, there's a connection he has with these players that a lot of coaches struggle with. And, yeah, I agree. Yeah, give him a
1: couple of years
3: and as soon as you start to see a rift, out. Yep. But I haven't yep. seen that yet. Dave, what are you well,
1: having- well, at the end of the day, you need to have your players on your side and vice versa. The, the, the players need to feel completely confident in the coach and the coaches feel completely confident in the players as well. And if there's no, if there's something missing in that equation, if there's something not right with the synergy there, something's got to give. And in a lot of cases, it's a, it's a lot. Of, you can't just chuck out an entire team and get another one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little lot easier to um, either give the coach some retraining or piss him off and get another one.
3: And you know, coaches they can only do so
1: much. Exactly. You know, if your team, that's why they have a coaching team as opposed to one guy. There's one yeah. guy. You know, in the Swans' case, it's John Longmire. The buck would stop with him, but at the end of the day, there's a whole bunch of other people that do other bits along the way, mm. right? And they've all got to be working together as a team. Yeah,
3: yeah. And the the, the, the team themselves, you know, as, as soon as they go out there, a lot of it's on them. You know, yeah. the coach can only do so much. So, well, I coach, think the
1: coach it, can't do much when the players are on film. If Before you look, if,
3: the, if you look at how how the team is playing, yeah, you're like, okay, the coach, the coach is just you know spent all week saying you got we got to try this because there's this 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 and they fall apart you know don't scream at the coach you know scream at the guy that dropped the mark Scream at the guy that missed the shot you know scream at the guy who put the other guy's head in the ground when he had a cleaner opportunity
1: yep exactly
2: all right last question before we hand it back to joey so, I watched the poor Nezadan game. I don't know about you boys. I thought that was the game of the year by a, a country mile. Dan Houston kicking a goal after the siren 50 out. Uh, my question is, Nezadan, will they finally win a finals game this year? Uh
1: that's another classic chokers. So, mm. um, this could be the year, but I don't know. Um, there was I didn't actually watch this game, but if what you're telling me is correct, they would have put up a pretty spirited fight, which I know they can do. Um Mate, they, they were
2: move. they were down oh sorry, they were up by two points with less than ten seconds to go.
1: Yeah, they were actually it was, I was looking at I've look at the worm on the AFL app, yeah. And they were yeah, down by a long, long way and fought their way back.
2: Yeah. They were down by, I believe, at the highest point, it was 20 to 30 points. And yep. they crawled their way back in the third term. Mm-hmm. And in the last quarter, it was just seesawing back and forth, back and yep. forth, back and forth. And, and then, then Port it, ran away they got, with it
1: for a while. And then in the last yeah. half of the of the last few minutes of, of the fourth quarter, they clawed their way back, but not quite enough.
2: Yeah. So to me, I under Brad Scott, I think they are a genuine chance to win a final this year, personally. But what okay. are your thoughts?
3: A final. Probably not just a final. final. Just just, just
1: one a final. final. Just the that's, one. Just that's the probably one all final. they want.
3: But see, they're in a very they're in a bit of a delicate position because of the Geelong draw. You know, yeah, Geelong suddenly turned it on, then they're gonna edge ahead. But what, yep. what 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 do we have ahead for Essendon? Let me just go through here. Uh, It's
1: then... going to be tricky because with the draw that the Geelong cats got last weekend, there's only two points difference between Essendon and Geelong. So Actually Essendon and Geelong are playing each eight, other very soon. Yeah and, and they're 8-9 and nine on the ladder and we know what happened to Carlton last year with percentages how Carlton yeah. missed out on the finals by 0.6% oh. so it's uh, you know it, whichever way um, Essendon have better start shaping up if they want to any chance of getting to the finals before they even think about winning a game with the finals well,
3: Essendon, Essendon are coming up Actually, this is interesting because Geelong are kicking it off on Sunday against North Melbourne, which seems like a shoo in. And then mm-hmm. Essendon played the very next game against the Crows. So, uh, yes, they're going to have to start shaping up because Geelong have that extra two points on them. Yep. You know, it's it's going to be a tussle for that eighth position. You yeah? know, they're going to have to start winning three games clear at least to try and to try and push it. This, this is the interesting part of the season where points of percentage are really going to start to come into play, yep. you know, especially you now looking down to Sydney with that that drubbing of West Coast, that they've got their percentage back that they yes. lost in the Geelong match. So, you know, they need to win games to get, a, like, ahead in the ladder. Yep. So I'm looking at all these different percentages. I'm like, yeah, Essendon probably could push for a final. They need to win. They just have to win.
1: You know, yeah, they've got points on their side, but they don't have percentages. So they've really got to start not only winning, but winning big. Yeah. All right. Convincingly,
2: we'll, we'll leave it at that this week for Reese's Pieces so we can get back to Joey. Uh, thanks, boys, for the chat. As always, stay humble, guys. Enjoy your footy. And, Joey, throw it back to you.
0: Geez, I'm having so many brain farts today. I wish there was something that could help me focus and give me the energy I need. Ever thought like that? Well, now, with Savvy Beverages, your brain will get all the desired energy it needs. With a variety of flavors, including mixed berry, lemon-lime, and passion fruit, Savvy has you covered through their Brain Boost drinks. Follow Savvy Beverages on Facebook and Instagram, or go to SavvyBeverages.com.au and check out the Ruck Infringent podcast for a link to get you 20% off. Savvy, putting the boost back into your brain. Boys, absolutely amazing. So good to see the synergy there. You boys bounce off each other. Thank absolutely, you. absolutely great. All right, boys, we're going to skip over our dream team this week. It's just too long to get through. We'll, we'll throw that up in our socials. I'll get some uh some positions going. We also didn't have any viewer questions this week. That is all we have time for today. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Fudge Life, Grounded Drops, Manscaped, Lokes Walk and Talk, Gibson's Country Style Jerky and Savvy Beverages and to Picklebet as well for all their support over this podcast and over the last couple of weeks, Mums, Skiers. I'd also like to thank our guests tonight, Boxy, Dave, and Reese. Thank you for getting on, boys. To those that couldn't be here tonight in Craig, Dougie, and Luke, they will be back over the next few weeks. To you, the listener, we thank you so much for tuning in. You are what makes this podcast what it is and keeps it going, so we thank you so much for listening. Just to plug the merch again, don't forget you can visit Merch.com, type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast where you can find hoodies, shirts, stubby holders, mugs, and now doing beanies and hats as well. 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. That's merch.com. type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, or jump on our socials, Facebook and Instagram, and TikTok now at the Ruck Infringement Podcast. Check them out. All right, that's Reese, that's Boxy, that's Dave. I'm Joey. Remember, stay puffed.